No, I'm just kidding. Not <laughs> ready. Okay. We might as well. Further time does not <laughs> it don't even sound right. Hold on a second. Let me get my reading voice ready. Jacob, I see you red, just changed your picture. Red leather, yellow leather, red le leather, yellow leather. Peek a pack red of baby buggy bumpers. What what was it? Red baby buggy bumpers. Red baby bubby well, yeah, that's a good one. Red baby buggy bumpers. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead and start recording. We're, we've been recording for about a minute now. I mean, but you could stop it and start it again. I actually set it up so that it doesn't let me stop the recording once it's started. <laughs> That's good. Brother Tab does not offer medical, financial, or any other kind of professional advice or opinion. This is just us talking about things we want to talk about, so take it with a grain of salt. Your peace is more important than driving yourself crazy, trying to understand why something happened the way it did. Let it go. That's by Mandy Hale. Hmm. Uh, this, uh, I'm Isaac, 5 of 10, and my hobby is uh, tabletop gaming online, playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And then uh, Jacob's going to share oh, his... Oh, wait, I was supposed to go first. The sharing order is me, you, then the other two. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, but y you already went, so... No, it's fine. Every Everyone wait for Josh to go. <laughs> okay, waiting. Okay, uh, my hobby is... Uh, it changes, but right now it's playing Diablo 4. That's uh, that, so that also you? your... The, uh, but you forgot your number. Oh, I'm Josh, 8 of 10. Who's you? Like, because I see sharing Who are you? me, you. I'll ask the questions here. Thanks. All right, Jacob. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Jacob, 6 of 10. My hobby is playing Cosmeteer. <laughs> and we have a special guest this week. Dan is back. Good morning. I'm Dan. I'm married to number 4 of 10. And... My hobby, I don't really have too many hobbies right now. When I get the chance, I like to read. I'll do some crossword puzzles, but for the most part, it's just raising kids. That, that is, I guess that could be a hobby. Like, are you going to a store and like looking at other kids? And, and trying to figure like, out what I can do better. So. And like buying special things to, you know, different strategies on raising kids. You know, get different fertilizer, see if the perks on any of them up. Like if I sprinkle manure on this one or nitrate on that <laughs> one. Whatever I can do to really help them they meet and fulfill their potential. All right. Think about that over break. <laughs> and uh, we're back with some family news. Who, who's got family news? That's why I put it in there, so you guys would tell us. I've got some. So mom got an offer on her um, house, her old house. Oh, so nice. Probably be letting it go, as Mandy Hale suggests. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know that she would really question how it happened, because uh, they put it up for sale. Well, uh, she understanding why something happened the way it did isn't really important. Yeah, it, that is an interesting, that's an interesting quote. 
because it's like it's good advice right but it's it, it also, really is it's also very like you're just going with the flow is kind of the feel i get from it which isn't necessarily good yeah i feel like it's um someone who's been manipulated a lot in their life is like don't don't always figure out why something happened the way it did just let it go yeah well that's exciting mom's selling the old old house um yeah you guys have stuff going on in your life okay i i have family (laughs) news you know in uh legend of zelda ocarina of time (laughs) this doesn't sound like family news no it is i just i have to like describe this first for you to understand how it's news um so you know do you so when link falls from a great height the character you play if you dodge roll at the right time you avoid fall damage okay is this when you fell off that truck yes (laughs) yes so jacob helped me load some furniture in someone's truck that they were uh, buying from us and it was a tall truck and i i jumped out the back because the dude was like in the way and i was like i don't want to be up here anymore so i jumped down and i was stumbling and i did this really cool roll like tuck my shoulder did like a forward roll oh and i was unscathed they teach that kind of stuff in martial arts and you just have that skill from video games i'm guessing yeah I guess so. That's, I just that's cool. And I completely avoided fall damage. It was Yes, to to give some clarification, the stumble was the kind where the only way he would be out of it was kind of like falling forward and catching with his hands and scraping up his hands and stuff. Okay. So it yeah. it was not like an optional, oh, I'll just stop stumbling. Yeah, it's not like I was like just slightly leaning and i could have just put my feet in front of me to stop of course that would have still been cool like if i still maybe i should like do that at work like i'm walking down the hall and just like suddenly do a, a roll anyway well the real you. news is we got our furniture we got um better furniture than we had for april's back and it's oh, really nice. it's really nice it's super comfy I wanted to say, Josh, you should practice stumbling and become like a professional stumbler and have it so throughout the day, wherever you walk, you like just like keep falling over. (laughs) You like fall down the stairs at work, but it's okay because you're like doing it professionally. But just be interesting people's perception of you. So I think that's going to be something that's difficult to get people to pay you for, but you could always be an amateur tumbler. Yeah, I was going to say, it could just be a hobby. Like, I fall down the stairs at work. Everyone's panicking. They're like, oh, are you okay? And I stand up and I'm like, no, I'm fine. You see, this is a hobby I've got. And then I can start telling them about my hobby. Amateur tumbling. Yeah, amateur tumbling. <laughs> As my uh, legs like broken, <laughs> like y- you see, it's a hobby. It's fine. This is a normal thing. This yeah, happens all this the time. Happens. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. I'm used bumps to it. and bruises, broken bones. <laughs> I feel like amateur tumblers would have a saying that they could, you know, 
say. Yeah, well, yeah. What would that saying be? Are you bumps and bruises, broken bones? Oh, okay. Ne- that was... Never, never seemed to change my tones. Oh, that's actually not bad. Was that? <laughs> did you just make that up? Yeah. Did that you was... Google that? <laughs> that's oh. good. Yeah. It's not that good. It's pretty. No, awful. that's great. Like you should make a T-shirt. We should start the, the a movement. Amateur tumbling T-shirt. <laughs> Very amateur niche. Tumbling. <laughs> amateur tumbling association. ATA. Uh, yeah, IATA. Um. Well, that was a lot of family news. Can we take a quick break? Because up next, Josh is going to do a uh, a class on troubleshooting. Sounds okay. Good. Are we doing okay. a break now? or Yeah, let's we... do a break now. Okay. We can, so do, we can do a break forever. When is it starting, though? When is the break starting? I... <laughs> break is right now. Boop. The, you see the boop is the break sound. Okay. Oh, so boop. okay. That's wait. the end break sound. Oh, okay. So wait, is the break over? Yes, yeah, I'm back you to... from break. Okay. Is the break over? Yeah. Um, so troubleshooting, this is something I talked about uh, last week or the week before. I don't remember, but um, <clears throat> kind of hit on restarting your computer. But this is a skill I think everyone could use. So I'm going to briefly go over some troubleshooting steps. And anytime you come across a problem... Uh, especially with technology, uh, as said before, restarting is a good first step. But let's say you restart and it's still not working. What's that? You're talking information technology, right? Not guns. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, I should have clarified. So like, uh, well, actually, this would work for a car. I've had it work for cars before where there's a problem. um. Actually, I've had it work for a car, too, in, like, really severe... I thought my car was completely, like, screwed. And I stopped it and restarted it, and it it actually... There was, like, it was... You'd step on the gas, and it wouldn't go, and it was in drive. Yeah. It was, like, a... It seemed like a serious transmission problem, but... And I even called a tow truck, and I was, like... I gotta, I gotta have you guys tow this somewhere. It's not going. And then I stopped it and restarted. <laughs> it worked just fine. And I called them back. I'm like, don't, never mind. Someone stole the truck. I don't need you guys anymore. And, <laughs> Someone stole it. Problem solved. <laughs> um, no, then. So of course, step one is going to be to just define the problem for yourself. Uh, that's kind of obvious, okay. so we'll move on. Step two, um, think about where the problem is happening, when it's happening, that sort of thing. So say um, I had an issue with uh, my vehicle once where sometimes when I was driving down the highway, it was an automatic, and it would shift down to like first or second gear. Ooh. And that was always, you know, I'd be doing 60 and then suddenly my car just downshifts and I, I'm i going a fraction of the speed. And it does the, I think it's called engine braking, where you slow down drastically because your car is yeah. in the lower gear. 
and yeah, yeah no. Um, spoiler alert: the the issue was we had an aftermarket cruise control that was malfunctioning. Ah, and taking that out solved the problem. And so, in troubleshooting, you kind of got to think about what's happening and analyze what is what are the common factors and you can do that by eliminating factors in this case we completely disconnected the aftermarket cruise control the issue went away we've just left it disconnected at this point because that's obviously a safety issue but um you need to start testing those things so you say if you've you're using a computer and you're having issues maybe close out of certain programs and see if it uh, fixes it. And that'll help you isolate where the problem is. At work, we had an issue on our network recently where like once a day, not every day, but once a day, um, certain parts of our network would shut down. So like a certain server was inaccessible and then certain computers were inaccessible they couldn't get to the internet for two minutes and then everything would come would go back to normal so the first thing we did is find you know find exactly which devices are going down right so you need to analyze all that information and then you think you kind of think to yourself what could be the problem you can use google is a great way to find a find solutions to common problems. I would almost say, just go to Google, type in your issue, and try the first few results that come up. And so you find a solution, that's the next step, find a solution and test it. And you have to look at this as more of, like you're literally just testing solutions. The first thing you do probably won't fix it. If it does, great, but you test a solution, if that doesn't work, you go back, reanalyze. Okay, that didn't work, so that wasn't the, the issue. What else could be the issue? And on and on and on until you find the, find the problem. And that usually comes with a uh, solution you need to implement. So the one at work that I just mentioned with the stuff shutting down, um, it was actually two issues combined. And this is where it can get complicated. So servers usually have a redundant power supply on them. And so we, and this was our mistake, we immediately ruled out power as being the issue. Okay. Because we had those power supplies on different circuits and different backup batteries. So, but that server was shutting down for two minutes and then come back on. Um, along with like some network hardware. As it turns out, it was actually power. Two issues were happening simultaneously. The one of the power supplies on the server was faulty. And even though it was saying it was fine, it wasn't because as soon as the other one lost power, it was shut down. And so it ended up being a backup battery that we had to switch on our server rack. This, and that solved this the issue. I feel like this translates into other things too, because like it, it may seem like a stretch, but with Dan's hobby, 
of child raising, sometimes they'll just randomly have issues and, you know, they'll start misbehaving and you, you have to troubleshoot too. You're like, well, what time of day is it? It's, it's almost lunchtime. Okay. So they might be hungry and you say, Hey, are you hungry? And they're usually like, no. Um, or, or they might need a restart. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> a, a nap. Go, go, go take a nap. Nap. <laughs> Is you know that uh, solved okay, so good. many problems. I, I thought restart <laughs> was going somewhere else. <laughs> you slap them, <laughs> slap the restart button. Oh yeah, maybe the I'm not. Their neck, it go totally dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the nap reset solves so many problems. Even if they are hungry, sometimes a nap. Frankly, it, it works for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I was going to say, stop, like, it doesn't stop working. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes they'll say, like, they'll even tell you, no, I'm not hungry. No, I'm not tired. No, I don't need a nap. But really, <laughs> they do. You got to remember, kids are dumb. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and they don't stop being dumb when they become adults. No. Um, <laughs> Oh, so to sort of wrap it up and put a bow on it, I'll just go through the steps quickly one more time. So to find the problem, that's step one. Then you want to collect and analyze information about the issue. Then find and implement or test a solution. And then you kind of repeat that analyzing and testing solutions until you find something that either changes what's going on or fixes the problem. And then that should tell you what you need to do to fix it. So those are the steps. Basic troubleshooting. Thank, thank you for that class. I feel like I've added, um, well, I can attach it to existing life skills as like a, a ride along thing. Um, can we jump into the tackle boxes versus craft organizers conversation? Oh, sure. I do feel like I'm talking a lot. Does someone else want to describe what this so, is since we talked no, about it no, a little? No, we love the sound of your voice. Oh, I'm, ju okay. I'm just kidding. Let me... I'm just kidding. I mean, we do, but here, I'll, I'll jump into it. So from what I understand, you've noticed that in the store, they sell tackle boxes and craft organizers, and they're nearly identical. And I've seen this where the, it's like maybe the plastic colors are different for the craft organizers and they've got some like fancy clear plastic stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I've also noticed that the craft organizers seem to be, well, I don't know price-wise, but the craft organizers seem to fall apart easier. I tried to use one as a toolbox and it crumbled yes. like cheese. Mm -hmm. um, so... What is your experience? Have tackle boxes been stronger? Yeah, absolutely. In uh, in Walmart, tackle boxes are like um, five bucks, six bucks, and they are really sturdy. You could like throw those things on the ground, probably run them over with a tiny car, and they'd still be okay. Like all the hinges and stuff are super heavy duty. And then you go to the craft aisle; they're like ten or twelve bucks. For essentially the same thing. And when I say same thing, if you took the labels off and held them up next to each other, they would look pretty much identical, 
Oh, just, probably yeah it's probably the same machine that makes them both they just switch out which plastics they're using yeah and they do exactly prettier and, plastics. The, and the yeah the the craft one is like you said flimsy like the hinges feel like you know if a a small child like hit it with their fist like was angry that they needed a nap or something. Just <laughs> punch or it, if, it would break. Yeah, if uh, if you tumbled into it, it was going to get demolished. Yeah, if I was practicing my amateur tumbling hobby. Or if you were holding it while tumbling, you'd rather hold a tackle box. So I thought this was going a different way um, because I, I thrift shop a lot and... I've noticed there are craft organizers that are just like they're slim plastic things that just have uh, movable slots. So it's like, oh, I want a bigger slot. So you move the plastic piece over yeah, and make a bigger slot. I've seen those for like 12, 15 bucks at Walmart. I've seen the exact those same things but in a more rigid form in the tool section of hardware stores like menards for two bucks oh t- dang that's a okay on uh, you know sometimes on system getting it for half price yeah it's it's weird and if you really want to save i mean if you really want something strong you can you can buy the 12 dollar version in the tool section but yeah, it's it's really bizarre. I feel like I I don't know where they price out of, except they expect ignorance from the buyers at that point. It's it's almost like people feel like, oh, but this is for this, so I don't want that. I want this well, other thing that's specific. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. I mean, part part of it's marketing, you know, trying to let somebody know this is what we have that's going to f- fill your need and if if they haven't considered that there's any viable alternatives to what's being offered then that's what they're going to go with it it also might be an example of what was what had been referred to in the past as the pink tax where um you have products that are marketed toward women they tend to be more expensive than those that are marketed toward men um oh yeah i've heard of that yeah yeah Yeah. things like razors shampoos conditioners um they even had like pens and highlighters stuff that was oh yeah you know this is your your women's set of ballpoint pens and it was you know twice as expensive as men's or 50 percent more expensive than men's and you know like wait a minute you Women really need different type of ballpoint pen, so so it, it could be kind kind of a derivative of um of that as well. Is there a value add that the thing is very fragile? You know, oh, <laughs> the delicate nature of it adds value. I was thinking that that they want to make it as delicate as possible, so maybe people feel like it's more fancy because it breaks so easily well maybe the pink tax isn't always just like they change the color or maybe maybe it is that but it's like a you pay for the character that you want to represent sort of like 
in games how they sell avatars. Where if you if you really want, I mean, anyone could buy a men's razor and use it, right? Yeah. Unless they can't, unless there is something actually different, unless it does like have to shape to the form of the leg or whatever, you know, you're trying to to shave. And then the that's where the the expense comes in, or the justified expense, I should say. Otherwise, so get, it's where the consumer has their perce- the perceived value. Yes, so. and they might, and I think perceived perceived value is the perfect way to put it, because all the marketing department has to do is say, well, you know, other companies have put the effort into technology. All we have to do is color it pink. And they'll believe yeah. that all that all that extra stuff is in there for women when all we've done is change the color. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like maybe it is a scam. Yeah. yeah. And if people catch on, they'll probably hire people to stand at like checkouts and just kind of be like, oh, you're you're getting the men's razors. All right. Those are for you. Huh. you're buying that tackle box really? are you a fisherman you, I see, I you look more like red and assorted needles yeah you a, look more like a crafter <laughs> <laughs> the uh the checkout police well, i guess they could just have security move you know since they're not stopping anyone anymore they could just Move them over. I your carving people. I thought that oh, was the drama. I don't know. Is people were like, "No, I don't have to show you my receipt," and they're like, not letting them leave because they won't show. Them. Oh, is that what's going? I've heard, I've heard different things, but I guess it depends on the state. Yeah, go to the West Coast. It's not, but that's outside of tackle boxes and craft organizers. Um. Let's take a quick break, though. Beep. Boop. Okay, that that helps. <laughs> Thank you. Um, does anyone have any technology news? I feel like this could be a quick segment. I have an um, update on Reddit stuff. Okay. So the protest, as far as I know, it failed because Reddit came down and they're like, okay. We're going to replace the moderators if they don't unblock their pages. And apparently a lot of the moderators unblocked their pages because they didn't want to be banned from Reddit. Yeah. So that that kind of there there's still people raising stink though, but that was kind of a a disappointment on the moderators to give up their to not be willing to give up their seat of power. Yeah. That's kind of sad. They they lacked resolve. Yeah. It's like it's like I feel like it's a little bit like Americans protesting America, but it's it's not exactly that since it's a change that they're doing. It's a protesting of the change. So that's what protesting is for, right? You, you just don't Yeah. They voice frustration. I have a little bit of technology news. Yeah. So um, Microsoft has admitted that the Xbox has lost the console wars. So. Oh wait, what? 
Microsoft admit, has admitted that Xbox has lost the console wars and compared to like Sony and Nintendo. Okay. Now, they're oh, yeah, that they're going to be selling them, but they said, yeah, we lost. So That's interesting. Does, there, does that mean they're going to stop selling their games? No. Yeah. No, they're, <laughs> they're just saying that the rivals are going to continue to dominate, that, but it's still something that oh. they're going to... Um, They'll still offer it and offer their games, but they're not like Google that like pulls out even if it's successful. But if yeah, sorry, I, I'm still <laughs> um, bitter. Yeah, Google I'm bitter about Google. all the development Google has pulled out of that would have been great and would yeah. have been profitable for them. But they're like, eh, it's not worth. Uh, Google has dropped uh, Google domains. It got bought out by Squarespace. So a lot of oh, companies no. that were using Google domains to like buy all their domains and stuff will be moved over to Squarespace. And if they don't want that, they're going to have to migrate elsewhere. But that, sorry, jump in with other tech news, but that was kind of a, uh, how could they do that? Why would they do that? That is wild to me. What money, money, money and effort. They've, they got to put effort into developing, um, even just interfaces for all that stuff. And I don't feel like they were doing a tremendous, like tremendous job, but the, the value for me and buying from Google's domains was huge because they, it was easy to attach that domain to a Google email. So I could use like a Gmail through that domain, all the stuff that's like all automatically integrated I feel like now is going to be these huge hoops to jump through and more expense. Now they can justify, oh, well, you're bringing your domain from somewhere else. We can charge you a premium to use email because it's not internal anymore. It's it's external. Uh, Yeah. I feel like it's going to cascade into more cost on our end. Well, the truth is, Google, um, they really... They've lost the AI race, I think, at this point. You think so? I mean, Bing has integrated ChatGPT, right? ChatGPT yeah. is in Bing, and yeah. that gives it a huge, a huge boost over Google. And Google's yeah. always kind of tried to do some AI work in their searching. Like sometimes when you search for something, it'll give you like a paragraph from a website. Yeah that is like probably the answer to what you're searching for, which is great, but like they, they've been dragging their feet or they just haven't had good talent in that space. So I feel like, I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I feel like their algorithm is actually the opposite of AI. So if they introduce two opposites, they're going to be fighting each other. Cause what, their algorithm does now it used to try to get you to the information you seek and now it's trying to get you to the traffic that they're selling as best as possible ah that's a good point so if there's if they can't have their hand in steering where you go then they don't um they're letting go of their true power as a search engine 
And it it was what made them good at first was they weren't doing that at all. They were like, let's make an algorithm that works kind of like AI does today. Let's get you to the information that you're seeking, that you're trying to get to. And that is a really complicated thing. Um, and it is much easier to just sell keywords, but it's what, <laughs> it's what made them a good search engine. And now AI is getting you to the information that you seek, but it's it's actually pulling from multiple sources and giving you something unique in the end. So it's circumventing their profit profitability. Like how do they, how do they sell ads? Is if you go to Google and you search for something and it has to have integrity with what it gives you as a result, like informational integrity. It can't say, well, Honda's the best vehicle because they're our sponsor this week. Yeah. That, is that too dark? I, I might be off. Well, it sounds you like a, all a dark pattern. Have you guys heard of that dark it's, pattern? It sounds like Facebook. Is it dark patterns? <laughs> dark patterns. What are you talking about? Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. It's an interesting um, concept. Uh, is it deceptive? Uh, it's also known as deceptive patterns. Um, there are tricks used in websites and apps that make you do things that you didn't mean to. Um, an example would be like a bait and switch or a disguised ad. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, hidden costs, uh, friend requests that aren't real. Um, that go to just like people who are trying to traffic you to their sites or exactly. whatever. One, one interesting one is like a price comparison prevention that um, maybe the site is designed to make it difficult to find and calculate the actual price. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they give you, like, show you a low price, but then it's like there's some hidden costs that actually make it more expensive than its competitors. Yeah. No, I, I ran into that last night where it was, I'm looking for a skid steer, and I... um. I found one on AliExpress and it it said it was $450 for this skid steer from China. And I'm like, okay, how is that possible? And I started to look into it and it seemed like the seller was legit, the website was legit. And I finally found a little menu on it that even though all the pictures and videos it was showing was for a skid steer, this particular option that had had auto selected was just for the bucket of the skid steer. And it was like, how do people like navigate know to navigate into this little sub menu that's kind of hidden? Yeah. And you're showing <laughs> something completely different. The mm. key here is whether it was intentional. I mean, I guess you could have unintentional dark patterns, but Presumably, they would fix it as soon as they found out. A dark pattern is the company has tested and found that this, you know, gets us more money. So let's do this, even yeah. if it harms the consumer in some way. So it's like anti-consumer or things that work against the consumer to push the consumer to make the purchase or to, yeah buy stuff yeah in tech uh so the ftc has made that illegal but oh. you'll still see them so um 
it's when it's usually with user interfaces when they're designed yeah. to trick consumers into taking actions um, that are good for the company that but harm the consumer. Yeah, that's and interesting. Those are illegal, but of course, not every website's in the U.S., so they don't care. And so only like American U.S. companies are beholden to those laws they yeah. can't be held to it if they operate within our country well i mean they could have servers sitting in a different country and people are accessing it across the internet like how's the ftc going to do anything about that well i think the bandwidth alone would make it not not easy to function on a, a wide scale if it wasn't in the u.s well i, I mean they but they put in these new like extra big wires and so everything yeah. flows a lot better now. So we don't have to. Yeah. Oh, I thought those were just for bigger telephones. <laughs> yeah. They really <laughs> like to hold it with two hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're sort of going. I've seen those giant telephones. I thought that's. Okay, let's take a break. <laughs> Bing. Bong. Oh, you did it backwards. So wait, we're. I know. I did it now. I did it back. I did it backwards last time, and you didn't. No, you. Oh, you did. Yeah. I was listening to the tone or the pitch, not the word. I know. It's called misdirection. That's oh, a dark pattern. <laughs> That's illegal. Why isn't it Mister Direction? I. I don't make the rules. Why isn't it Person Direction? Why? Why do we have to? Oh, <laughs> you're more woke than me. Yeah. Dang it. Out woke. Get canceled. Um, yeah, so I guess this is a good time to thank the listeners. I really I really like hearing from Dan, and I, I wish I had coaxed more words out of him throughout the... Because I feel, Dan, I feel like you're a wise man and funny and just great to have around. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. What did you do? What did I do? Yeah, what did you do? Did you like offend? Did you offend Dan somehow? Like, no. Why are you complimenting him so much? What's going on? Oh no, that was genuine. I I hundred percent mean that. <laughs> I don't. You have. Do you have to be like? Uh, you have to be forced into complimenting. Yeah, for... it's probably a dark. Uh, it's like. It's like a. Uh, um, Jacob, you go to, Jacob, you go to the future. Jacob, I see what you're doing. You just started the game again. What is there some sort of humanist thing out there that is like, okay, as penance, you must go and compliment three people? Or <laughs> you're like, no, no, not that. Anything but that. <laughs> Uh, we we didn't have a, a game that we played, but we can thank the listeners. Thank you, listeners, for listening. I should really copy the outro into this because I'm always... Um, Tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah. Tell them. Don't tell them where to find it. Just tell them about it. Yeah, because they could find us online at brothertimepod.com. BrotherTimePod.com. Oh, oh, wait, that cues the end. Yes, it does.